Hello, and welcome. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. To the show. Okay, thank you. Which we call... Um, the happy hour with Ronnie and John. <laughs> Do we ever? Yeah. I don't even know how we came up with that name, to be honest. I, I still like the idea of the damage report at this point in time. I mm, mean... Yeah. You know... It's kind of, yeah. I think that would get confused with a lot of Fast and Furious podcasts, though. <laughs> yeah. Which are all, you know, all the Fast and Furious podcasts are on hold for the next year. So Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a need. Maybe this is a market to tap into. Like Fast and Furious podcasts? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these suckers won't know what hit them. We'll just we'll, we'll sweep in and be like, hey, Vin Diesel. Come listen to us. Yeah. We have what you need. We've got the stuff. First one's free, man. <laughs> yeah. It's legal in Canada. What are we talking about? Are we... Let's, let, let's get back on track. This is the Movie Men okay. podcast, if you're tuning in. Welcome to our show. And this is the I first. Concur. This is the first of uh, another mini series. Seems like we've started a few mini series, kind of at the same time, but they're very I'm different. Sorry, okay. No, I'm. I'm it's no. Hey, <laughs> I'm saying that's a selling point. Like that's people oh, okay. are going to get excited. I thought you were. I thought you were getting upset. No, no. Okay. Like maybe if it was a, like a bunch of mini series on like Anne of Green Gables and. The hey. never-ending story, I'd probably be upset, but the movies that we're doing it on is I'm totally cool with. So I've never seen the never-ending story, but Anne of Green Gables is pretty great, especially if it's like the old, uh, like the TV movie one from right. like the 80s. Yeah. The, so the never-ending story for me was always the movie. So when you had like the Family Channel or Disney Channel or what have you, it was always the movie that you watched the end of because you were waiting for the next movie to start and it just would never end. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. How long is it? Is it a long movie? I have no the idea. Ending story? Is it, oh, okay. Like as a child, it seemed long. It was. It's probably like a normal movie, like an hour and a half, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So yeah, this is our first of our Harry Potter series. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, should we, how should, how should we start this? Should we? I, I think, I think by starting it, I think. <laughs> well, um, I think that'll be the most effective, like mm, that's how people will know, oh, it's mm, begun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're watching it in chainsaw order. Yeah. Which means, uh, one through eight or seven. Eight movies, How is right? that chainsaw order? No, I, I'm just being silly about the chainsaw order. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone, depending yeah, on... Yeah, no, Philosopher's Stone. Philosopher's okay, Stone? Because here, no, here's the thing. Okay. Um, when, it was, when the book was written... Yep. The book was written as the Philosopher's Stone. I'm pretty sure mm. it was only changed for the U.S. market for some, I don't know, some 
reason, some copyright reason. Or and, and sorry, just to people, clarify, people so, are, the, so the U.S. version, like the U.S. version, was the Sorcerers then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I don't know. Like, no offense to our friends down south. No. I don't know. Like, I don't know why that was. I don't know if it. You know, if if America is afraid of the pH grouping of let what it, but wait so it makes an f sound but no 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 it's too much for me it's too much for me no like i don't know um, it's probably the connotation like the connotative differences between a philosopher like a philosopher is like hey everyone philosophizes but sorcerer has wait that's no but they chose sorcerers yeah i have no idea why they chose sorcerer right. and yeah. and and aside from that the the historical legendary object of the philosopher's stone um that would see a lot of people don't know that that the philosophy the idea of the philosopher's stone and nicholas flamel mm. aren't aren't the brainchild of jk rowling it's not that's not exclusively a harry potter thing right okay so so you know um in legend there was mm. an alchemist named Nicholas Flamel, or maybe that's not even debatable. Maybe he did exist. Okay. Um, yeah. But what's debatable is that he created, at some point in his life, the Philosopher's Stone, which mm. had two powers. One, mm. um, it had it gave him the ability to create the elixir of life, hmm. and two, it um, it had the the Midas touch that had the ability to turn just about everything into gold. Hmm. Um, and so, and so, in actual lore. It's referred to as the Philosopher's Stone. I don't think it's ever referred to as the Sorcerer's Stone. So, uh, okay, I fair enough. I'm, I'd be curious to read up on that. Yeah, on on what what led them to change that for the U.S. market. Yeah, and maybe maybe a couple other markets as well, but but certainly the U.S. market. Yeah. So a couple things. One before we get further into like this actual first movie in this series. I want to get your background on Harry Potter. So with me, my background, I, I was a skeptic for most of my life. So Really? Oh, yeah. So when these and movies... I, I, oh, I do have a question for you based, like, based yeah. on that, but continue what you're saying first. So when, when these movies came out throughout the 2000s and uh, when they finished, I was a skeptic. I couldn't, didn't have the time of day for Harry Potter, hated them ridiculed them with my friends and it wasn't until maybe five to six years ago i actually sat down and watched the, them like and by this point they were all on dvd so i was able to chain watch them all in a row and um i was i was converted i was like okay these movies are actually pretty legit I, did you feel did you feel kind of like I've done that? I've yeah. done things where I've like yeah. crapped on something yes, for years for sure. and then I experience it and and then I feel this overwhelming feeling <laughs> of stupidity. Like I, I feel like right. I've been a jackass. So maybe like that's not I totally get what you're saying for this to be honest the feeling that came up to, like came to my mind was the feeling of miss missing out on something because I love Lord of the Rings and I remember seeing Lord of the Rings like waiting for the next one to come out in the theaters and just being just part of that journey and I feel I missed out on that with Harry Potter just going along with the ride and having them come out and like anticipating the next release of one being released in you know the summer and just 
I felt like I missed out on on an event. But right. But yeah, ultimately, well, yeah, did. ultimately, I made fun of them. And a friend of mine, friend who's been on the show, Jesse, we both ridiculed Harry Potter for years, and then we both went off in our lives, independently watched them. And then, like, we're incidentally talking one day and we're like, actually, we've both seen Harry Potter and we're both love the movies now. Yeah. 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 Haven't read um, the books. Haven't read the books. That's the last thing I'll say. So uh, you'll notice some of my comments throughout these this series will, might seem a little ignorant or uninformed just because I've I've only seen the movies. But, um, right. yeah, that's, that's so my I've read the f- I've read the first three and an eighth uh books oh cool um and so i will yeah i've got some points to make today that are kind of based on that okay um yeah my question for you before i tell you my history with it my question is um was some of that like without getting too much into Hmm. politics and world matters and stuff like that um was any of the the you not liking it Mm mm-hmm was any of that influenced by you growing up in a Judeo-Christian home? Mm, I know what you're referring to just because that it was kind of a polarizing issue in some communities and some groups. That wasn't the reason. Um, I don't know if you just chalk it up to my social group wasn't really into Harry Potter. I had like one or two friends that were into it. I think maybe it had something to do as well with... We talked about this with the MCU universe. Like, it's cool to be into kind of what some people deem nerdy things now. As with 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't as cool to be into nerdy things. Like, at least in my social groups, like, the cool kids were the people who were into, like, sporting things or just kind of cars blowing up, like, that kind of scene. And I think Harry Potter just got a bit of a bad rap and combined with I wasn't really interested in it, so I just came out as something that I made fun of and I thought was just kind of garbage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, um, in contrast then, this was my type of thing cool. growing up. Cool. Um, and exploding cars, gunfights, like I, you know, they just, um, like, unless it was, you know, like I would enjoy gunfights in something like the matrix, mm. but really what I was more interested in was them like, pulling off impossible maneuvers and moving slower than normal and mm. and other aspects of the matrix you know like the 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 matrix focus thing that they do where they right. they dive and they dodge bullets and stuff that sure. that to me was the biggest appeal you know every yeah. everything else in the matrix when i was a kid was filler in between right. those shots happening that's that's fair um, so my experience with Harry Potter, Harry Potter um, hit the cinemas as a film series when I was grade two, maybe mm. Mm. grade one, grade two, mm. somewhere in there. Yeah, um, I was in I was in public school for sure. Right, right. And um, and prior to. Prior to the film starting to come out, I had never heard of it. There, at that point, I think there was two, maybe three books out, mm. um, and uh, which which was interesting about this film series is that they they started releasing the films prior to the completion of the books. 
Right. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. So for like four or five years, or maybe mm. even six years, mm-hmm. there was, um, you know, they were releasing interminglingly. Mm. Um, yeah. And I remember big, uh, I remember big, you know, excitement for the movies, but I also remember like midnight openings of the newest copy of the book and and people like on the news people like camping out to get their hands on one of the first copies it was it was like the iphone thing right um but but for a book but um, for a book which i feel like is is fairly uncommon maybe you saw some of that again um when the twilight stuff happened i guess um but but I don't think it was quite to the same level that it was with Harry Potter. No. Um, so I, yeah, I I got into it pr- pretty hard and pretty fast. I had a friend who was <laughs> really into it. Mm. Um, like, just crazy, crazy, crazy into it. Had had His room was done up like it, and he was, yeah, he was just a complete, and he'd read the books, he'd been reading the books, mm. um, and he was just a, complete and total pothead or potter head or, <laughs> I, was, I was like what do you what do you mean by that you know something yeah mm. um yeah. i don't think he did drugs we were very young um but yeah so he was he was really big into it um and i was big into it too just not like him mm. um but i i mean i had toys and i had um i had an actual physical tangible tangible version of wizard's chess oh wow. um cool. which didn't come to life and break mm. each other but okay that's um, a little less cool still, but still cool was still themed very coolly yeah. coolly i had a little toy um i mean it was just everything it, mm. harry potter was instantly everywhere well yeah um yeah you know so so i had i did have a bunch of stuff um it it was it became a tradition for my mom and I to go see them that's in the fun. theater. That's cool. Um and so yeah, every time a new one would come out, we would go to the theater. Then it it, it what's interesting is I didn't see I'd seen all of them mm. except for the last one. Right. Oh until about three years ago. What? Really? Yeah, because um, you yeah you probably even saw it before I did. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Well, because what happened was um, it had became a tradition to happen mm-hmm. um, with my mom, and then when I was a teenager, I kind of um, I moved away for a little bit. Oh sure. Uh, so I missed the opportunity to see it in the theater with her. Oh um, yeah. And okay. so then you know to me it felt wrong to watch it. Right. Without her, and yep. so I'll, the intention was always, well, we'll sit down and we'll um, mm-hmm. we'll watch it on DVD or something together. We'll kind of we'll marathon it to recap and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a combination of my mom's just really not that into movies. Oh, um, okay. Like she like you know not to yeah. say that she was like I think she truly enjoyed every time we would sit we'd go to and watch a Harry Potter movie for sure. Um, but to get her to sit down and, and watch eight films even over the course of a month right um, or month or two yeah. it was just it was it was hard to find it was hard to find the time that both of us you yeah know, that's that's pretty could, tough could do that 
Because yeah. then what does everyone else like? We were a house of five, so <laughs> you know, yeah. and 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 not everyone else was going to be interested in no. sitting and watching that. Right. Um, so I don't think she's like. So eventually, I was like, okay, enough is enough. Hmm. I gotta watch it. Hmm. Um, I was showing it to a friend. I was showing the series to a friend who had never seen it. Oh, cool. um, and I was like, okay, well, I can't just you know, <laughs> I, we 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 gotta finish the series. Sure. Um, and uh, and so I, I still don't think she's seen the last one. Interesting. Um, and I've only seen it once. Oh. Ooh, this will um, be interesting then. Yeah, I've only seen the last one once. Right. Um, and then so about two years ago, okay. about a year and a half ago, yeah. um, I still had never read the books. Mm, cool. And so I was like, you know what? Because yeah, ultimately, um, I'm not a big reader. I should sure. be. I wish I was. I wish yeah. I was, you know, more. I just don't. It's not. Reading books is not something I prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I was like, you know what? Um, I was like, I want to change that. I want to I want to get into a book. I want to start reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely have read books, right? Hmm. Yeah, um, oh, Stuff sure. like. The Secret Garden, I've mm. read. Um, the Hobbit, I've read a couple of times. Oh um, yeah, and that's like, good. There's several. There's several others. Yep. So I do. Re- I do read. Mm-hmm. Um, I can read. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's 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 it. It was never my biggest joy was that's reading fair. books. Yep. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, I want to change this, and um, and Harry Potter seemed hmm. you know it was something that i knew i would be interested in right so it seemed it seemed like a good logical choice mm-hmm. um and so over the course of maybe th- three months i read the first three books um and got a chapter or two into the fourth book uh and then i like work got real busy or something happened and i just i i didn't you know mm. i didn't come back I didn't come back to it. Right. Um, right. But I'm wanting to again, especially after, um, especially after watching the first movie. I was Ooh. like, you know what? Yeah. Like, there's so many good things. <laughs> I, so I have, I have this, I have this philosophy when it, you know, people, there's, there's, there's this big debate. There's a chicken and the egg debate mm. when it comes to watching the film yep. or reading the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What should you do first? And what would your, what would your take on that be? What should you do first? Watch well, the movie or read the book? Obviously, since I haven't read the books, uh, like I guess I'd say read, the, or sorry, I'd say watch the movies first. But um, oh, but I mean in general with anything. Oh, with anything. Um, hmm. Case like as, a, as a general rule. A general rule. Then the nine times out of ten, most people, including myself, would usually say read the book first. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And I would disagree a hundred percent. And the reason being is. What happens is when you read the book, um, if you read the book and you haven't watched the movie, mm. then you, you know, when you when when you're reading a book, your imagination is at work, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so you're 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 reading the descriptions of things and you're forming images in your head and you're you're you, you know you're interpreting the way that lines were delivered, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the movie, mm-hmm. and those expectations are almost always not met. Oh, for sure. Right? It's like, oh, well, oh, that's not how I, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's always like, oh, what? They left that out? Oh, what happened to this scene? Oh, where's where's the part about this? Um, hmm. And um, But when you do it the other way around, yeah. then all of a sudden you take a movie that you love. Right. And you sit down to read the book. Mm-hmm. And the book, like... You know your imagination, your 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 the the work that your brain is having to do mm-hmm. is much less because you're you know well no because, but I mean as just, you're reading just, it, you're, but the way you said that though makes <laughs> is an argument against it. But I I know that's not what you meant. But I mean as you're reading it, mm-hmm. um, you're you're imagining <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, you're sure. imagining Maggie Smith, you're imagining um, Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. In these roles, you're yep. reading the lines, you're reading Snape's lines mm-hmm. in the Alan Rickman tone, right? Um, and so then the book just serves as this ridiculous extended edition director's mm-hmm. cut, director's cut, all these extra scenes in a story that you love, mm-hmm. so you I, can't lose. There can be a danger, and uh, I can't use Harry Potter as an example, obviously, because I haven't read them. But there are there have been movies that are based on books that I've read the book and and also watched the movie. And I wonder if there's a danger, and I'm not saying this would happen in every situation, but if you watch the movie and it fell flat. So I, I can think of a movie where I viewed it, and the movie was so flat, and if I hadn't read the book, I might have finished the movie and thought, I'm not wasting my time on this book because this underlying, like, just this whole, everything about this movie, like, the story, the premise, the characters were just very one-dimensional. And I, I, if I hadn't read the book and realized what, the the magnitude of the characters that the book kind of extended itself to, I'm, I'm wondering if there, there, I guess there's situations where that can backfire too, watching the movie maybe, first. Maybe, maybe. And I think it goes both ways. Oh, like, absolutely. I, I think... Um, you know, uh, both Lord of the Rings, the book mm. and the movies right. are amazing. That is 100% true. I like the book, The Hobbit, more than I like the books of the Lord of the Rings. I'd also tend to, I might, I'd be pretty close to agreeing with that. Just because it's, it's less complicated. It's yeah. just a nice old-fashioned yeah. treasure hunting story. Absolutely. Had I seen the hobbit movies before reading the <laughs> hobbit book right i probably would have no interest in reading the hobbit you see that's exactly what i mean right but but yeah you know yeah cool yeah. well let's let's get into it okay one one thing i want to make is it's an interesting point you said about you seeing the movie every year with your mom one unique thing is there's a certain generation or a couple generations depending on where exactly you were born that really grew up with these films and it like the the people watching this film were the same age as the main protagonists and growing up with him growing up with them and as the movies advanced and the kids in the movie got older the generation watching this film also got older so there's kind of a unique connection with some people who watched this film as far as how they aged and the characters they watched aged right and again like i said i can't like i'd have to sit and look at um I'd have to look at dates and figure it all out. But if someone right now told me that I was 11 when I saw the first one, Mm. I wouldn't have an argument against it. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, it's quite possible that I did grow 
with mm-hmm. the films. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So I've I've got a list of notes here, and cool. I I think it's just you know uh, I just want to read the 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 top one because yeah. that's the one that I have for sure highlighted and okay. and bolded and okay. underlined. Okay. Um, and that's just simply that Dudley, okay, Dudley Dursley, yep, is an asshole. <laughs> that that was that was like, yeah, that's my most underlined note. I mean, yeah, uh, a spoiled little ridiculous. Oh yeah, and what's you this? know last last year there was thirty seven presents. Oh yeah, this year there's only thirty six. Yeah, like what an a hole he is. He's the very definition, and and it's almost hyperbole how how much of a character like how much of a comic book character they make in him in being kind of a dink. Yeah, I I I do wonder about the logic of them leaving Harry with this family, because even Professor McGonagall were like verbalizes says that she has worries of the child's safety. And that she's watched these people, and they're quote unquote, they're the worst sort of muggles. Yeah. And Dumbledore literally retorts, and he's like, "They're the only family he has." And I and I go, "So what? Like, you're not tied to any legal guardianship. Like, put the boy anywhere where he'll be safe, and don't put him with Dudley and and the crew." Right. Um. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think there can be a lot said for Dumbledore and his regard for human safety, mm-hmm. um, which is fairly low. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Welcome, first year 11 year olds. Yeah. Stay off the third floor or you'll die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Next order of business. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, Book orders are due next Tuesday. I mean, I wonder, you know, there's... You could get get really deep with it, and you could ask Mm -hmm. yourself, is is Dumbledore thinking that, or does he know that um, that 10 miserable years with the Dursleys is something that Mm -hmm. Hare is is a... is a... Thing that Harry needs to endure in order to to grow or grow and be the person he needs to be. Like, yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, um, you know, he, he I don't needs know. it to galvanize and become stronger or what have you. Yeah, and, and and I'm like, I'd be interested. You know, like technically, the proper legal thing to do would be that you know, like, mm-hmm. it's quite possible that that um, that Lily's sister Petunia. Mm. Um, both named after flowers. Right. Um, yeah, that's right. It's possible that, uh, you know, that they had a will. Yeah, fair. And that, you know, and so, yep. so part of that could be a respect thing. Um, I mean, I do question it a little bit because Dumbledore doesn't exactly seem like he is a stickler for the rules. Mm. Um and actually kind of is a bit of a, a big child at times and gets a kick out of breaking the rules. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, stuff like that, I, mm. I wonder, you know, we, we get into a process of are we, are we debating and reviewing the film mm. or 
are we debating and reviewing the book? Because, right. Right. you know, they're, they're, like some creative decisions the movie wasn't able to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's You know, true. like movies change some things. They leave some things out. They throw, throw one or two additions in. But I feel like something like that, if they're like, well, you know what? We're not going to write the Dursleys into the film. We're going to do like... <laughs> That's there would be people would crucify them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. true. But hmm. but they are miserable. Very. They are very, awful. Very. Yeah. It seems to me, and again, I don't, I can't remember. So full disclosure, I don't remember the book super well. Sure. Um. And so, so I mean, in the book, there's there's obviously yeah, there's a lot more that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start of the book, like we go and we spend a day at um, um, Uncle Vernon's work, where he works. We find mm-hmm. out where he works, and we find out you know, sort of all of these things. Um, Harry, and I, I think this is the same in the book, mm. but Harry doesn't seem, you know, for for, for someone who doesn't have any inkling up until this point that magic exists. He has no reason to think that. Mm, yeah. Seems to very quickly <laughs> get over the notion mm. that that glass just disappeared. Right. And that I'm having a pretty decent one-to-one with this snake right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I. I, I mean... I that's a moment where you just you shit yourself because you're like what is what 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 is yeah what it's hard to it's hard to know like maybe he's had inklings of like in the past in his life where he's done little things where he thought it was just coincidence and then maybe he's had some inklings that there is more to this world than than meets the eye it's it's hard to know but I'd agree like if something like that happened to me I'd be a little worried about hallucinations or that I've lost my mind right one other question I have for you. Yeah. Um. Wh- wh- like, what the hell is this house on the island? Yeah, it was actually yeah. <laughs> like, where? Wh- how? Do, <laughs> who was your real estate agent? Like, who? Yeah. Who was listing that? Right. It's like what a shack. What is this place? It's just like a a shack. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 something. I I you know. It makes for it's, it makes for a great shot. Like oh yeah, panning up to it, but uh, the realities trickle in, and you go, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I my my first note on here is literally talking about the magic that is john williams that obviously just makes this film from the first like the from the introductory credits where the 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 melody starts playing to the very end credits just this movie isn't what it is without john williams do you think that john williams i wonder if john williams is actually to credit for for the score hmm because there's a fourth wall break in this movie where Hagrid is sitting outside of his hut and he's he's 
he's playing his piccolo or whatever it is, mm. his recorder. Right. Um, and he's playing the Harry Potter theme song. That's right. Oh, that's true. That's a good and so point. I'm just curious who got that from who. <laughs> like, does John Williams own Hagrid Rubius some, like, royalties over this? <laughs> Who knows? Because otherwise, that seems just a little too on the nose. It seems a little too like what? Really? You're you're you what? It's like it's the equivalent of Batman hopping into the Batmobile, right. muttering to himself, "Dun dun 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 dun." Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I think that happens in movies sometimes, though. They'll use, like, iterations or variations of, like, main themes. Um, but, yeah, this one's really on the nose. Oh, yeah. He's just flat out playing it. Yeah. So something this movie kind of touches on throughout this entire movie, and then it really hits on it in the following movies. Um, it's introduced, like, it's just the concept of racism and marginalization, where uh, it starts off with Harry's mother kind of has some jealousy and judgment towards like Harry's parents and obviously what they've told Harry at times was lies, but at times you can tell there's some jealousy with, with his aunt. And then on the flip side, there's also just a lot of marginalization towards like the purebred magic families, like Draco Malfoy's family towards like the half, I guess, is it the half breed families? That's like one parent was magical, one's not. And then definitely towards... Is it half-bloods half-bloods and then M- definitely M-bloods. a lot of marginalization racism towards like the muggles in general yeah very very heavy topic as, as far as you know in a children's story but it's very applicable. yeah i mean and i think it's interesting because you have like in in this story mm. um i think that wizards are the minority race yes um because i i can't remember what film it's in or if i read it in the book um but like there is they used to coexist Mm. right Right. humans and and wizards and witches used to coexist but then there was some you know it was like the dark ages and like i think they play into like the salem witch trials and all this stuff right um yeah and then um yeah, and so then all these wizards were forced into hiding. Mm. Um, and now we have like a climate of kind of fear of the unknown on one side and then kind of superior superiority on the other, or a feeling yeah, of superiority. And, and so I think it falls into the the category. Uh, it's, it's very, very, very similar to X-Men. Oh, yeah, that's true. In the sense that one group is mm-hmm. being oppressed by the other. Yep. And the good guys go, you know what? Even though they're not ready to accept us, even though we can't coexist, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they're not, um, you know, maybe it's not their fault. They just don't understand. Um, they're still worth protecting. Right. right. And then you have the extremists who are going... They're awful to us. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve to live. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I, excuse me. So, I think that's, I think that's, I think it's the same kind of setup. Mm. Um, is, yes, they're in hiding. Um, but people, I like, you know, I don't think, I think 
all wizards, even particularly Dumbledore, I think they get a kick out of muggles. <laughs> um, right. And yeah. I think they definitely see muggles as... Um, as less advanced than they are and less but but not in a and and as such they're unworthy of life kind of way no 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 you know but that like you know so in the second one arthur weasley there's a moment where arthur meet first meets harry and he says so tell me harry what exactly is the function of a rubber duck um (laughs) you know and so that like things like rubber ducks and things like electricity Mm. and things like you know all of these things telephones Mm -hmm. um have been created by humans because humans can't do like Mm -hmm. like that these all these devices are kind of crutches right yes that each device serves a purpose right fills fills a purpose that humans are otherwise unable to do because they don't have magic right um and so yeah so i think which is funny in that scene then because it's you know i think it that that line could translate to you know what what purpose is a rubber duck filling Mm. like what what spell what ability of mine (laughs) is a rubber duck making up for right right um you know besides bacteria breeding grounds but (laughs) yeah um you know so yeah i i think i think there is sort of an estranged relationship between the Mm -hmm. muggles and the wizards Mm -hmm. um and the wizards the humans are are ignorant to the fact that the muggles or that the wizards exist for the most part right um and that the wizards in a lot of cases most wizards um are fairly you know don't have a lot of understanding about the muggles right everyone just kind of keeps to themselves something when you're talking about all these crutches a, a fundamental problem i have and it's not the movie specifically i guess it would probably be the underlying story is i still have to this day a problem with the ability to use magic to repair objects in this case such as glasses but not actually repair the underlying medical condition causing the need for glasses that's right that's always that not a main story point but that is a little pet peeve of mine and i want yeah i wonder like yeah that's interesting i mean it seems you know, I'd be curious, and maybe the books dive into this at some point because the mm. books have so much in oh, them. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sure. And but I, I wonder, you know, like when when Ron's trying to turn his rat yellow on the train, mm. yep. and Hermione says, "Are you sure that's a real spell?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, it's not very, it's not a very good one, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of got me wondering. Well, who? Who decides? Mm. How does how does a spell become a spell? Right. Who 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 creates spells? Right. And how is a spell? You know, who who dictates what the words are for a spell to happen? Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like my understanding is that w- the wizards are somewhat bound by, you know, they're bound by what can be done and what can't be done. Mm-hmm. Um. 
you know, and things like mending bones with spells you can do. Right. Um, yeah. Or if, unless you're a total quack. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, but maybe maybe correcting eyesight can't be done. Yeah. Or True. at least can't be done by an 11-year-old who hasn't right. actually studied magic, magic. yet. You know, yeah. like who's who's to say that if, you know, mm-hmm. who's to say that Voldemort couldn't, do some kind of spell that would fix Harry's eyes or, or right. a potion right. that there's not a, you know, maybe that's more potion territory. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it seems potions more off like potions lend more obviously because they're a drinkable substance mm-hmm. lend more into the biological aspect. Um, right. Right. So who knows? I've got, I've got two things. One is a comment. And then the second is a question. I want to bounce towards you about this movie. Okay. Just about I'll bounce your it back. <laughs> So the first is the comment. The first time I watched this series, and then every time I've watched it since, including when I started it with this viewing, I love, adore, and approve of the amount of trolling and riding Snape gives Harry Potter. Yes. I... I because, okay, so spoiler alert yeah. to everyone. Um, <laughs> Wait, how far are you going with the spoiler? I'm going far. Okay. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Snape is... Uh, Snape's like a triple agent. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 ultimately, fundamentally, mm-hmm. Snape is um is Harry's guardian in the shadows. We oh, see it oh, a little yes. bit in this one. Yes, we see him counter counter cursing, quarrels, you know, mm-hmm. attempts yes. during yes. the Quidditch match. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, but he, but you. What's great is like, especially if you hadn't read the books, right. um, or to those who were reading the books as the books were coming out, mm-hmm. there was always this question of like, is Snape a good guy or is he a bad guy? Yeah, he's got. You yeah. know, at one point we see that he does have a Death Eater tattoo on him, <laughs> um, which kind of goes okay. Well, you know, life. at least one point he was. Yeah, really bad. But then we, you know, but again, spoilers. And then we we discover it at some point further down the road that well, you know, he was, he was, maybe you know, maybe not so much. Like maybe to some extent, that was him mm-hmm. being like infiltrating the the Death Eater ranks and like all yeah. of this stuff, right? Yeah. So. Um, I just want it to be clear that I, like, before I knew whether Snape was bad or good, like, he could have been evil for all I cared. I just approved of how much he trolled Harry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And especially, like, I just love his confusing line delivery. Oh, yeah. Where you're not exactly sure what to make of him. Oh, it's um, so that, magical. You know, and, 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 and something that I can't see done by anyone other than Alan Rickman. Oh, now. so well done. He, oh, right, like yeah. there's 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 a scene towards the end of this movie where the three of them, you know, they're they're pretty sure Snape's the guy, right? That he let the troll in, yep. and, you know, and that's why he's got the big mm-hmm. gash in his leg and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so yeah, Snape bumps into them and and he says. Um, God, I wish I could remember the line word for word, but mm. it was, um, you know, he's like, he's looking at Ron and Hermione and he's like, you know, be careful. Um, 
you know, be careful how you compose yourselves. This is basically, I'm paraphrasing, but be careful mm. how you compose yourselves. Otherwise, someone might think, and he turns and looks at Harry, and Harry, like, tightens his eyes, like, glares him down. And Snape does this, like, excuse me, like, changes his expression to this, excuse me, right. look. Right. Uh, or like, what that? Why the hell are you looking at me like that? Kind of look, <laughs> and goes up to something. Yeah. Uh, and this Alan Rickman's not a not a voice I can do. I wish. Oh. Maybe I'll have to work on that. Yeah. Um. Please, please but, do because um, you're so good at voices. That is one voice I would love to hear ring on this podcast. Bennett, look this up today. Make mm. a note of it right now. Take cool. out your the loud pen that you click through episodes and write <laughs> and write down on a piece of paper. Right. Right? Um, <laughs> write down on a piece of paper uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Look up Benedict Cumberbatch's Alan Rickman impression. Oh, boy. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, if they do a, if they end up doing a biopic about Alan Rickman's life, which I don't know if they, like, I don't know how, I don't really, I don't know how exciting his life was. It's hard to, I don't know if that's, you know, Hmm. I think we'll, I think we're likely to get a Robin Williams one before we get an Alan Rickman one. I, Um, that would be a safe bet in my books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but. If they were to do it, (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch could play him a hundred percent. Wow. I got to check this out. Uh, so that was my comment. My question to you is specifically with this movie, it's not short and I'm fine with long movies. So that's, I need to say that to begin with, but it's a two and a half hour film. I'm wondering if, and I, I, again, I haven't read the book. So some of this stuff isn't as important to me. Could we have done without some of the, I'll call it side plotty things, which don't necessarily fuel the underlying story. So the things I guess just like the Harry and Malfoy flying and the Quidditch shenanigans or like the extent and the length of the troll evac- like fight scene in the bathroom or specifically just the length of the Quidditch game. Like were, were some of these things that could have been trimmed down a little bit and if you want more Harry Potter universe things, you read the books because then you can have that explored fully. Like where, where do you land on the length of this movie and where they went with kind of the universe of Harry Potter? I mean, I think the length is just right. Again, I'm one of those people who like, you know, if they were to, if if tomorrow, and I get this is an unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. and I get that this doesn't necessarily make a film better, mm-hmm. um, but if tomorrow they were to announce that they're re-releasing all the Harry Potter films, but each one's <laughs> going to be three and a half, four hours long, because they're, <laughs> they're including everything from the books. Right. Um, I would watch it. Sure. You know, and maybe it wouldn't become my go-to version. Sure. Um, but I would need to watch at least, I would need to watch them all at least once. Okay. Um, as it stands, yeah, I'm happy with the two and a half hours. And I think that, you know, as, as far as the, the, you know, um, Neville's remember all and Harry chasing Malfoy with it. Mm -hmm. I think that, that shot's important because, you know, that, that leads to him being on the Quidditch team. And although maybe the Quidditch game in this movie wasn't um didn't further the plot at all it does in future movies in future movies there are um there are quidditch games where big moments happen whether it's um dementors or it's um rogue bludgers that have been you know kind of set after harry or or, or, you know or whatever it is Mm. um 
there are there are important things that happen during Quidditch games. Mm. And if you didn't if you didn't take the time to set that all up in this one, right. then the next one comes and w- we go to have an important plot point during a Quidditch game and everyone's right. like, okay, what the hell's Quidditch? Yeah. And like, what? Yeah. And Harry's on the team? That's <laughs> impressive. He's, and, the, he's suddenly the quarterback? You know, I, I kind of see, like, I think often, you know, scenes, scenes can serve two functional purposes. Mm. Functional purpose number one is further furthering the plot, right? Mm. Moving forward, giving us some expedition, expedition, mm-hmm. exposition. Um, and there are some, there are some clearly obvious, awkward exposition moments in this film, mm-hmm. um, two or three, and usually delivered by like side characters. Like I think nearly headless Nick at one point does it um you they're like nearly headless nick is like floating through the halls talking to another ghost and and he says a line that's like Mm. gives you all kinds of information and helps you understand what's happening in the movie a lot better but it's Mm. just like it's Mm. like oh okay that was it's a good thing we heard him say that so (laughs) now we're up to we're up to um, speed so so yeah furthering the plot is one i think the other um the other purpose Mm -hmm. that a scene can functionally serve because mm-hmm. um, there are some scenes that are just like well that should not be there mm-hmm. um in movies in general not specifically this one yep um but the other the other purpose a scene can serve is fleshing out characters yes okay yep. um because here's the thing even if you don't learn anything new about that character mm-hmm. um if you were to trim all the fat of this movie sure you could probably get it down if you were to just hit the the important plot points, the plot points that are gonna that need to be there so that the ending makes sense. Mm-hmm. True. You could probably get you could probably get this movie down to an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. And I don't know that you would feel the same. Um the same fear for the characters, like when Ron gets knocked off the horse during mm. the chess game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you feel the same emotional impact if you've only been with these characters for a little over an hour up to this point. Right. Yep. Um, so I think just in general, I think, you know, I think even a a a scene like when Guardian Leviosa, hmm. that's, that scene served two purposes. Hmm. One, it served as the beginning of the feud between Harry, Ron, and Hermione, which ends up seeing Hermione crying in the bathroom. Right. Right, because Ron makes a a comment about her being a bloody menace, and no wonder she doesn't have any friends. Mm. Um, Because it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Mm. Um, (laughs) But it also shows you that Finnegan is terrible at spells, and keeps blowing himself up every time right. Seamus, Seamus Finnegan, is, right. is terrible at spells and, and keeps blowing himself up every time he tries to do one. Mm-hmm. Um, in the deleted scenes, there's one where he's like, uh, I think it's this film. Maybe it's the next one. Maybe it's actually in the film and it's in the next one. But there's a, there's a scene somewhere where um, he's trying to turn a glass of water into rum. Oh, no, that was, yeah, that was t- this one, yep. Yeah. Um, is it in this one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I must have blinked. Um, yeah, <laughs> and he, he and he blows himself up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, 
it again it just kind of it gives you a instead of having all these background students because in the in the books some of these characters serve much bigger purposes that's true yeah right and so but this just kind of fleshes everything out and and lets you know okay that's the quirk of that character and Mm -hmm. so when that character does have a line occasionally then i understand i have a little better idea who that character is and i and i care a little bit more right yeah, that's that's so. a true point. I made a note about the Quidditch kind of chasing each other around scene where that 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 allows for kind of the introduction of Hermione beginning her serious long habit of cursing Harry and by extension Ron when she says like she gives her advice of, you know, don't take like uh, the bait and do what we're not supposed to do right now. And she goes, what an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot. I'm yeah. going to bed before you two come up with another idea to get us killed or worse. Or expelled. <laughs> She needs to sort out her priorities. Yeah. Um, here's a question I have. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's 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 kind of jumping back. Sure. Um, the Leaky Cauldron. Okay. Which is a a, a pub in England in London. Okay. Um, and is also essentially the gateway into Diagon Alley. Mm. Right, where Harry first meets. Like Tom is the owner and the bartender, and Harry first meets. Right. Although there's no, like, this is a, this is just a pub. Anyone can walk into this pub. Mm. And although there's no, at least in this film, there's no magic happening in it. Like, there's no, no one's like, you know, hmm. no one's like, you don't see anything floating around or happening, happening magically. Right. Um, Everyone in this, like, I don't know. I feel like if you were to stumble off the streets into this pub, you would, the first thing, you'd be like, did I, like, is this, is, is, is there like a murder mystery happening here? Everyone's dressed in like 18th century clothes, like medieval time (laughs) clothing. Everyone's in like cloaks and tunics and. Right. (laughs) Did you notice that? Like, yeah. and, and and I don't know that there's like there's no electricity. Everything's candles and lanterns. Yeah, and everything's like old steins and just and a walking tum- tumblers. Path, just and, in yeah. every sense. And so yeah, I just wondered that. I was like, someone, you know, even even though there's no magic happening, right? The leaky cauldron is still not a very good cut. Co- like it 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 raises some eyes, right? Because it is mostly wizards who are in there. Yeah. Yeah. It would definitely be out of place. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to jump around here because this is a point I really want to make. And uh, mm-hmm. it's less of a story point. It's more just like of Dumbledore just dropping some serious like life life advice bombshell on Harry. Which has it has some significance with the plot in a way. But it's also just taken out of context. It's, it's like a bombshell. With the mirror of Erised. And yeah, just when he talks about, you know, this, it'll bring neither truth or knowledge. Men waste away looking at it. And then, quote unquote, it does not do well. Sorry, it does not do well to dwell on dreams, Harry, and forget to live. And I was like, dang, like dropping this knowledge on a movie where when you and I watched it, we probably would have snored through it as little children in public school. And now I've watched it and I'm like, dang, just dropping some serious knowledge of like life advice here. Yeah. Very profound. Very. 
a question I've always had about that scene. Mm-hmm. So the mirror shows you your your heart's most deepest desires. Right. Not just things that you want, but but the thing that your heart longs for more than anything else. Sure. And and for Ron, that's being head boy and winning the Quidditch Cup. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> talk about sorting out priorities. Yeah. Harry's like, I I long to see my dead parents. Yeah. And Ron's like, I want to be the popular one. Honestly, honestly, yeah. Like, I found that, you know. Yeah, come on, Ron. Come on. Just raise the bar a little bit as far as your aspirations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay, let's... This this is going to be a bit of a topic, so... Sure, yeah, yeah. In this film... Okay. The, the sorting hat scene... Mm, yes. And the visual effects of the sorting hat, I mm-hmm. would say, for the most part hold up pretty well the sorting hat looks okay i I would say you finish and i want to make a comment on that yeah it's it's a it's a little janky yeah texture wise but 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 overall it's it's not bad overall the troll is is not bad it's 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 okay um friends the the centaur in the the forest Ooh, yes uh, who, who rescues overall, harry yep overall looks okay okay yep however mm-hmm. there are any any of the scenes where we are animating students on brooms in this film <laughs> i i when i was a kid i had the the so coinciding with each film, there was a, a, a computer game release. Oh, yeah. From EA, I, correct? Yeah. I yep. had the Philosopher's Stone video game as a kid. Cool. cool. And I'm pretty sure the cutscenes in that looked better than the kids looked flying <laughs> on the brooms in the movies. It's Boom. so bad. Boom. Like, like it just doesn't it doesn't hold up and maybe they didn't have the like what mm. what year did this film come out 2001 correct yeah uh and so at this point like we've had you know people well you know it was 2001 it's you, you know and it's like well okay but that's 2 years after some of what we got in the phantom menace yeah so well, i think 2001 you get into the t- territory in the realm of okay you can't use history anymore to say well let's excuse some faults like you're getting into the area where you had the technology and the capabilities to do to do to pull some good stuff off yeah 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 I, it's, it's, you know yeah it it some of it's awful like mm-hmm. i just you just look at those scenes and you go wow that didn't age well and right. but it is funny that like historically i never like it wasn't until I think the last time I watched this two or three years ago mm-hmm. that I felt that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think you know there was something is there. There is something to be said for at the time, mm-hmm. at that time in movie whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, I yeah looks looks pretty real to me. <laughs> looks real to me. Where where I so I don't have a, a problem as much with the specific scenes you're talking about with the broom riding, but. Where so I think the hat holds up. I I literally do not have a problem with the hat, and neither did you. I think that holds up just fine. 
something that I, I don't know if it doesn't necessarily hold up or maybe it doesn't have the desired influence on the viewer as it should, is it near the end where we see Voldemort's face on the backside of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? Like conceptually, yeah. like conceptually, that's a very alarming, like, like circumstance. Like someone, like a, a half undead, very sinister, evil entity is living on the back of someone's head. Like that. That in reality, like if that was to happen across the street from me, I'd be very nervous and scared. And I'm not sure if it's just the CGI, like. It, it, I found it a little bit distracting versus terrifying. And I'm not sure okay. if it's just that I've seen this movie a few times, so I was expecting it and maybe building up, building it up a little bit different in my mind. But that scene, I'm not sure if the CGI holds up as much. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it definitely doesn't hold up as much, but I mm-hmm. don't, you know, out of, out of the scenes that I was like, oh, that's, that's distractingly bad, mm-hmm. um, that one didn't make my list, but... Yeah. This room. You know, that's uh, it's cool. fair regardless. Speaking mm-hmm. of the centaur in the forest, mm. um, <laughs> there's a scene. That's such where... a random thing to say. Like, I, I dare you in this coming week, just when you're talking to someone, just out of general, I want you to say, "Speaking of the centaur in the forest." Spe- speaking of the centaur in the forest, there's this scene where he. Um, he like he leans into Harry and he says, "Harry Potter, are you aware of what object is hidden in the castle at this very time?" Mm. And I feel like Harry's appropriate. And and what Harry says is the Philosopher's Stone. But I feel like what Harry should say here is, "Yes, do you?" <laughs> I thought this was like some big secret. Who the right. hell are you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you tell me. I don't know. To me, yeah, yeah, I, I do. You tell me. Who, exactly. who the hell are you? I don't have to tell you a thing. I don't know what object you talk. Maybe I do. <laughs> Maybe Depends. I don't. What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, to me, fair. that was like, uh, you know. The other thing was when they are, um, you know, in, in in sort of the climax of this film, when they're 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 getting through the challenges, they're going through the devil snare, mm. and and then they're they're going mm-hmm. through the chess game, right? Um, and and the scene where Harry's got to go up on the broom and, and get the key because Ron's tried Alahamora on the door and it won't open. Mm. My thought in this scene was considering considering we're talking about Ron and Ron's history with spells. Right. Maybe should someone else try unlocking the door magic? Like... Ron walks up to it once and goes, Alamora, <laughs> damn it, it won't open. And everyone else goes, oh, well. <laughs> There's nothing else we, we gave, can do. We gave that our best shot. Like, <laughs> right. That's I, I'm more thinking, like, but hey, Ron, any, step, yeah. step aside so Hermione can try this. Yeah. Ron, hold my beer for a minute. Let's, let's yeah. let other people like, try. Yeah. So, um so that's one of the scenes where there is there are differences from the book. So in the book, sure, um, there's a whole other room that he comes to. Oh, okay. um, Harry comes to with Hermione, or or does Hermione leave him at this point? Hmm. Um, but there's a room where it's a potions room. Oh, so the idea is that each teacher 
has um has bewitched a certain like all of the teachers who are are looking after the stone helping protect the stone hmm. each teacher has put sort of a curse that you need to overcome so hmm. like the wizard's chess game and like the flying keys and stuff like that um and so there's a potions one there's one that that you have to i can't remember exactly but it's something like there's different potions on the table and there's a ring of fire like harry's engulfed or like surrounded by this ring of fire flames hmm. big flames hmm. and drinking the right potion on this table will allow him to pass through those flames unharmed mm. and drinking the wrong potion will kill him pretty much immediately. Oh. Um, and there's maybe like three or four wrong potions and one right potion. And he's kind of like, maybe kinda, there's like a riddle or something. Kind of Jones, um, Last Crusade, you know, you got to pick the right cup or else you did. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, kind of. Um, so, and I remember, yeah, reaching that part in the book and being like, wow, like this is, this is really interesting. This I didn't like... Right. What is happening right now? Um, two other examples of that. One is in the book. There's actually um, so there's a there's a ghost. There's a there's a big character, <clears throat> excuse me, reoccurring character in the books hmm. named Peeves. <laughs> Peeves the poltergeist, hmm. um, and he's this ghost that kind of haunts the school and makes everything difficult for the students. Is constantly playing jokes on the students, hmm. um, and yeah, and he. He didn't make it into the film at all, hmm. um, but there there is a um, there's a whole scene where Sir Nicholas is having a birthday and Harry ends up getting invited to the birthday party. Um, I think that's this one. I get the first one and the second one hmm. kind of confused, um, but yeah, Peeves is having this birthday party or not Peeves. Sir Nicholas is having this birthday party, and so they're all there, and Harry's there with a bunch of like having this awkward. <laughs> party with all of these ghosts mm -hmm. and you know so th so that was kind of a fun scene i understand why they cut it the mm -hmm. other thing there's a whole chapter like in the movie um hagrid gets his dragon norbert mm -hmm. and then harry and them get caught mm by Malfoy and reported to McGonagall and, and, and McGonagall sentences them to <laughs> detention. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the very next shot, they're back with Hagrid again and Hagrid's like, yep, Norbert's gone. Um, you know, Dumbledore sent him away and all this stuff. And it's like, what? Oh, that was, that was quick. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in the book, there's a whole chapter about this planned escape for Norbert mm. and they like take him up to the tallest peak of the castle and they have to sneak him up there and he's he's I think he's gotten larger at this point <laughs> um so they got to get him up there and then in on another dragon flies in um Ron's brother Charlie from Romania to take like to take the dragon as a refugee and like there's this whole hmm. whole overarching storyline right um which didn't make it into the movie um and again doesn't really further any plots maybe would make you feel you know would maybe um magnify the heartbreak that you feel for for hagrid hmm. over losing this because it's a it's a, a bigger ordeal right um but uh, I think would have, you know, would have involved, would have been an expensive sequence to do because you have to, you know, right. it's more of an action-y, bigger, and, and probably would have taken, you know, 
probably would have added another 15 minutes at least in order to do oh yeah properly yeah so i understand why they cut it you got to draw the line somewhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool that's pretty much my notes that's i think that's all i've got it if we want to give it our I mean, score i mean all in all it's a really good movie oh yes i'm very eager to be reviewing this series yeah, yeah. i i so i'll i'll go first yeah uh, I give it a seven point eight. Okay, it's not the, it's not my favorite in the series. It's not my least favorite. Sure, but but it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's solid. Yeah, I I gave it very close. I gave it a seven point seven. Would not hesitate to pay money to see it in theaters. I'd be lying if I didn't give it full points on rewatchability because I know I will be watching this film again at some point. It's I'd agree, not my favorite, but it's a very good movie. I and this sounds miserable to most people, and it also sounds miserable to me. True. But every so often, um, movie theaters do like, um, you know, come mm. come pay a hundred dollars and <laughs> right. watch all eight Harry Potter films back to back to back to back to back sure. to back. Sure. Uh, oh, I would totally do that. <laughs> right. And it'd be it'd be an awful miserable experience, and I would have to use energy drinks and whatever else to get me through it. But it would be uh, it would be worth it. It'd be it'd just be a fun experience, I yeah. think. Um, I've got some trivia questions here. Mm-hmm. Are okay. You, are you ready? No. You fire have, away. No, you need to be mentally prepared. Uh, okay, give me a sec. Okay. <laughs> and no, 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 just wait. Okay. And? No, hang on. Okay. Are we there? Just about. Oh, almost. Almost. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. Okay. All right, oh, wait, so wait, 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 Hain- wait, wait, wait. I lost oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Let's go. <laughs> okay, I, I have it. All right. David Heyman produced this movie. Good for him. Or was a producer for this film. And... I didn't really know, but he's been involved with a lot of very interesting movies. So a lot of the Harry Potters he produced, uh, I Am Legend, uh, Gravity, which I know we're not a fan of, the Paddington movies, but he's he's got quite a few, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I know you're not the biggest fan of, but he's got quite a few interesting movies on his resume that he helped produce. Um, so this guy, David Heyman in 1997 was searching for a children's book or children's series that could be adapted into a well-received film. He planned to produce what before actually coming to Harry Potter. So oh, this man. was his original Yeah, so I want you to guess what his original goal was before he moved on. Uh, so and it was a book and I'll series, give you f- eh? either children's book or children's series. Okay. Sorry, and by series, like it's all in book format. It's just whether it's a standalone or part of a series. Okay. Um, so I'll give you some some options. The first is the Chronicles of Narnia series, written by C.S. Lewis. Hmm. Okay. the The second is the Ogre Downstairs by Diana Wynne Jones. Okay. The third is Shrek, based off the 1990 picture book by William Stieg. And the fourth is The Trumpet of the Swan by E.B. White. Wow. You have you have made these all... I don't think it's Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. That one feels thrown in there. Mm. 
The other three... I mean, Shrek also maybe feels like it's thrown in there, but I'm impressive that you've you've done the history to determine <laughs> like who like the picture book and mm-hmm. who wrote it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go with the 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 oh god. <laughs> that wasn't an option. This is this is tough. I think this is the, the like the most in the dark I've ever felt about when you're I'm happy questions. that you're in the dark with this. This is good. I'm gonna go with the trumpet one. Okay, so coincidentally, I uh, some of these were actually films that were made in 2001, which is the year that uh, this film, like Harry Potter, came out. So the trumpet and the swan of the swan and Shrek both came in out in 2001. But it was actually the ogre downstairs that his goal was. That was my second guess. And when you think about, like, I've never heard of the ogre downstairs compared to one of the most financially successful movie series of all time. Like, that's, thank God you changed your mind at the last minute. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, his plans fell through and his staff at Heyday Films uh, suggested Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone... uh, because his assistant believed it was a cool idea, <laughs> quote unquote. Well, I agree. <laughs> if by cool you mean boatloads of cash, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. That's To me, that's what defines coolness <laughs> is financial gain. Oh, for sure. I've got it. The next one is a true or false. Uh, true or false. Well, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is the highest grossing film in the Harry Potter franchise. Oh, wow. Uh, adjusted for inflation? Uh, that's a good question. I would think no. I think it would just be because I, it doesn't clarify that in this answer. So I think it's just straight up, did it earn $10 versus 9 Just because the movies came out within like a nine-ish year phase. So I don't know if inflation was would change it that much but i think it would just be dollar for dollar not inflated i mean and so we're not talking box office we're talking all-time gross yes to what i looked it up it stated the highest grossing film so yeah i don't think it's exclusively box office um that's tough like i want to say how could it be Mm -hmm. um because it's the first one mm-hmm. and anticipation grew like, but as but as you said there was a following because these movies did start when the books were already released right but i think yeah like so those people for sure like that explains that explains why the first one right did so well right but then like i have to think that that those people or the majority of those people stuck around mm-hmm. and then and then and then other people like there's no way the final one didn't make the most money mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna say false there's no okay. way there's no yep. way it made the most that's fair uh so that is the correct answer without giving away state secrets because i might kind of ask this question in different ways again at some point okay. I, and i'm not being like 
silly here when I say it was the highest grossing film for a while. Like, obviously it had to be because for a point it was the only Harry Potter film. Sure. But it was the highest grossing film longer than you would expect. I'm not going to tell you when it stopped being the highest grossing film, but I'm surprised by the answer. And I'll I'll revisit it later in this series. All right. The final answer, the final question is true or false. Steven Spielberg and M. Night Shyamalan were considered for directing this film. So this film's directed by Christopher Columbus. Yes. Not the one who found America. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> he made he, he introduced to us say? to the Harry Potter movies. Who's to say, right? Who's to say? Um Who? Steven Spielberg and M. And Night, M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan. I've like I could understand like if it, oh, if you had just said Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. I would have said Sure, okay. Right. I don't know. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, it. that feels unlikely just because w- what kind of twist was he going to add? <laughs> that's, like, that's what, yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter you know, was like, an alien the whole time. You know, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden... <laughs> You know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I, it seems too strange. I'm gonna go with true. I'm gonna say I'll say true. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, I, what I read online was Steven Spielberg was maybe more of a consideration, and I think that's who they kind of consulted first. According to what I read, whether it's true or not, apparently Steven Spielberg thought it was too much of a like shooting uh, fish in a pond. Like he thought it was too sure of a thing. He I guess just for his artistic muscle, he he wanted more of a challenge just because it was already a popular book series. He thought it would just be kind of a shoe-in to make a lot of money. And then I think he had a project at the same time. I think that's when AI was coming out. So anyway, Steven Spielberg was, I think, more of a consideration. But M. Night Shyamalan was on the list of other directors that were considered, which I agree. Like, I'm wondering what kind of plot twist they were, like... He, if he, in an alternate universe where he did direct this movie, I'm just waiting. Like, I, I want to know what I mean, the plot twist was. I mean, Voldemort on the back of Quirrell's head is kind of... Yeah, that's true. It's a, yeah. it's a twist. Yeah. Um, the, this final thing, I'm not going to ask it as a question, but I just want to state this. Um, so Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, both came out in 2001. They both grossed more than eight hundred million, marking the first time that two films released in the same year both made over eight hundred million, which I thought was crazy. And it makes it sense is. because th- both those movies were nuts as far as how popular they were. Well, and we are entering an age where more and more people were going to the theaters. Um, right. The, part of the reason we're seeing numbers like we've never seen before is just mm-hmm. that, yeah. More and more people are going to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. What'd you watch this week? I watched, I believe, two films. Okay. Other than Harry Potter. Okay. And the first was my recommend. No, your recommendation to me, <clears throat> which was Wild Wild West, the 1999 film. Okay. Uh, and I watched it for how you said to watch it, like just. It's just a silly, over-the-top, ridiculous movie. And I, I'm going to say it's definitely not my favorite film. 
I don't think I'd watch it again. I like I might, I might not. But for what it was, it was just a fun viewing of just something farcical, something light, something not very serious, has some comedic moments. I think anything where you can watch Kenneth Branagh and specifically a 1990s lighthearted Will Smith is a treat. Yeah. And yeah. and Emmett Walsh also holds his own. It's it's I really enjoy that movie. I like uh I really like the um there's a scene where they're fighting on the giant mechanical spider. Mhm. And Will Smith keeps going up against like different henchmen, like guys with right. like yeah. Knives for, you know, like, and, um, and this guy comes in and he's like, he's doing some kind of like karate kung fu thing. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, I learned that from a Chinaman. Yeah. And then Will Smith like grabs a shovel and knocks him out, like just hits him over the head and goes, yeah. I just made that up. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So me, the funny. Me, it's so there were a lot of lines from this movie that I just found out they were from this movie. Oh? Yeah. Cool. I guess just from like, you know, when you're in public school and I guess other kids had seen this movie and that was one of those specific lines. I There was a kid in my elementary school class who just said that over and over again and I just didn't understand. Like, I thought he was just being silly and I was like, I don't understand what he's saying. And now, like, it totally completed the circle when I watched this movie. I'm like, oh, he just watched Wild Wild West and liked the movie. I got it. So I feel like you need to get in touch with him and apologize. <laughs> I didn't like ridicule him for him. I just didn't like laugh at his jokes. Hey, Jedediah? Yeah, it's Pete. Yeah, th- yeah, third grade. Right. I'm sorry. Look, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just saw Wild Wild West. You, you, you know, you're all right. <laughs> The only thing, other thing I'll say is I think I liked the mo- like the first half to two thirds more. The last like third got a little too ridiculous, but it gets a little over the top. Yeah, but also, and then they like they Frodo Mithril vest Will Smith, and he survives like a gunshot, which I'm okay with. But then like he also survives an impossible fall. Yeah, yeah. but but he's Will I, Smith. I, I love me some 1990s Will Smith. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's like. You know, it's like the period where he's like coming off Fresh Prince. He was in this. He comes into Hitch. You kind of get to the point where like the I Am Legend point, and that's the turning point where he becomes a little more serious, which which is fine, and it's good to see him in other serious roles. But it's it's just a nice little throwback seeing him mm-hmm. in the '90s. The only other movie I've watched is a movie that I'm going to recommend to you, and <clears throat> it's a movie I started watching in the summer. And just, I kind of got busy and I just stopped watching it and I wasn't in the right zone to watch it. And I picked it up the other day and I'm, I was, I picked it up at the right time. I was absolutely in the right mind space to watch it. So I hope you're in the correct mind space to watch it. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to also combine it with my shout out. I was talking to Carl Eastman about this film. It's some, it's a movie he asked me if I had seen and I said, I, I haven't finished it yet. And now I finished it and we've just chatted about it briefly it's all I'm gonna say is it reminds me of a mixture of Castaway with the book Life of Pi. Okay, I'm, it's a very fantastical. You have my attention. <laughs> it's a and like I don't want to get like just just go in with an open slate, but it's a very fantastical movie, but also light and kind of just I lo- just appreciate it for the visuals and the soundtrack and the just the. 
It, it'll be heartwarming at times. It, you, it'll be just kind of entertaining at other times. There's a there's an acting carryover between Harry Potter and this movie. And and after I've said all this, I certainly hope you haven't seen it. I was going to say, you're building this thing up. <laughs> if you've seen it, I will be like eight times more upset when I found out you had seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. The movie I want you to watch is starring Daniel Radcliffe. And it's the 2016 Swiss Army Man. No, haven't seen it. Okay. Well, that's what I want you to give a try. Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Is this one of the ones where he does an American accent? Um, yes. Okay. I had to I think about that for a minute. For him. I th- I d- <clears throat> yeah, I think it is an American accent. I'm, you're making me think twice, but yeah, pretty okay. sure. Cool. All right, I look what, forward to it. What did you watch this week? <clears throat> I watched um, two two movies. Two movies. Cool. Um, movie number one was The Village. Oh, cool. And I made a list. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. So, so I I gave this movie a uh, a seven point five out of ten. Oh, cool. Um, so it's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm um, I'm actually glad to hear that. And just made a list of like I think so much of it is is just the cast, mm. like Adrian Brody, right. Sigourney oh. Weaver, yes. Bryce Dallas Howard, Joaquin Phoenix, William yep. Hurt, um, <laughs> Judy Greer is in this. Like there's so Jesse Eisenberg, like it, right. the film just keeps kind of throwing people at you. <laughs> Um, I forgot Jesse Eisenberg was in it till I watched yeah. it. Like not not a lot. No, no. But he's in it. And I think he was like he was carrying around a tablet with Facebook on it, so it was just kind of a yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a fun nod to the social network, <laughs> which is a film he he hadn't done yet. Right. But um, <laughs> no, uh, and I mean the twist. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. So right. Yeah. You you spend a good chunk of... I, I always spend a good chunk of his movies going, okay, what? What is happening here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what, is, what is not what it seems? What is mm-hmm. real and what is fake? fake. And what is going to be revealed to me is not what I thought it was. And, right. And it, and it got me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I didn't... Uh, I thought, again, I thought I'd figured it out. Mm. And mm-hmm. then the twist happened, and I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I'd say, and I, 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 I appreciate Joaquin Phoenix as much as you. I guess on if you're writing things out on a piece of paper, just the fact that he isn't in the entire movie is a, is a flaw to me, just because I, like, I would love him to be in every scene of every movie and be from the beginning to the end so that it's not a flaw, but I'm just saying I, I like me some Joaquin Phoenix. So unfortunately he has a deteriorated role near the end of it, but it, right. it has to be so for the story. Cool. Mm-hmm. What else did you watch? Uh, I watched a, a pretty good, so my recommendation to you, okay, which is a pretty good, uh, terrible movie. Okay, <laughs> I like me some of those. It's it's a movie that's got no real 
I'm trying to think of other examples of this. I, I know I go back to Lost in Translation a lot. Sure. It's a movie that's got like no real <laughs> climax. Uh, but this one's even more like... I get a kick just how much, like how different we were with Lost in Translation. <laughs> Do you, so this this movie, it you know movies that like don't seem to have a clear mm. yep. laid out story? It's really just like... An hour and a half, two hours of different <laughs> events happening. Yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> right? Like, like if they were to make yeah. a movie, if they were to make a movie about you and I watched it, and it was like, oh, cool. Like, what period yeah. of his life did was covered? Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, well, you know, Thursday to Friday. <laughs> oh, right. cool. What happened? Like, what happened during that time? Well, he did, you know, he did life. Like, he... <laughs> He went to work and he he interacted with people, right? So it's like, okay, yeah. The movies the movies much more. It's about mm-hmm. it's about character story. Sure, sure. And and yeah, uh, it's a Jack Nicholson film. Okay, okay. It is a Kathy Bates film. Hmm. Kathy Bates. Do you not know who that is? Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm just okay. repeating. Yeah. Um, so the movie that I'm recommending to you is a film called About Schmidt. Hmm. Yeah. It's a movie I saw years ago when I was younger. Huh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, probably younger than I should have been watching it, but okay. it was hmm. good. Interesting. Yeah. I just, I'm laughing because I just popped up to like the picture of uh jack nicholson and his oh, hair cover? is kind of crazy yeah and it yeah. it just reminds me of like those memes online that compare jack nicholson with leonardo dicaprio and the weird leonardo dicaprio is on the spectrum of like just unkempt and crazy like yeah, jack nicholson yeah, yeah. and yeah yeah hmm. cool but yeah no, i'll totally it's, check it's, it out it, it's good but you have to like if you go into it expecting it to be good it's not going to be good okay if you, if you go into it just expecting, if you go into it just completely open to what's going to come your way, sure, you may enjoy it. It's okay. it's very it's very I would say it's artistic, like okay. yeah. If you're expecting high paced interestingness, mm-hmm. then you'll get um, <laughs> so burned. You'll get you'll get halfway through the movie and go has has anything happened yet? <laughs> Like it's so slow. What is right. what's what? And then just every as soon as it seems like something's going to start up and happen, you're like, Okay, here we go. And then like two minutes later you're like, Oh, that didn't turn out to be anything. Right. What? Right. Um but it's fun. It's okay. it's it's uh it's got hang on. Mm-hmm. Um I looked this up and I was surprised. Mm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. It has a audience score of seventy four percent and a tomato meter score of eighty five. That's respectable. That's yeah. very very respectable. So, so people like it. They do. So, cool. Yeah. So right. I hope you do as well. I'll give it a try. Okay. You do that. <laughs> well. Oh, all right. I think that about wraps it up. Okay. Bye then. Bye bye. Wait, do you have like a shout out for someone? Like, what do well, we like? Well, I gave an impromptu one, which right, is Carl right. Eastman. Okay, yeah. so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, mm. all those things mm. down below. Patreon, 
turns out uh turns out running a, a podcast is really expensive yeah it's not free. and um you know especially especially nowadays because mm-hmm. um on top of podcasting expenses we also are faced with the pressure of buying more toilet paper than makes sense <laughs> That's for anyone <laughs> just to clarify we have not been hoarding toilet paper with our patreon money it goes straight to paying like, the bills for the show yeah yeah just, we're uh yeah. We're, st- we're, st- we're still in the red help us <laughs> yeah please, please. you're our and, only hope. uh and 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 you know good luck to everyone right now mm-hmm. everything's really scary yeah and but if uh, we just if we just wash stick together hands. and look out for one another that's that's all we can do yeah. stop panicking wash your hands don't touch your face don't make out with strangers yes that's when this is over you can make out with strangers that's another discussion i guess and spay and neuter your pets goodbye